the wake of a long and terrible war, our story awakens. With a future that is challenged by evil forces and tempered by powerful magic, a world struggles to find its destiny. A destiny which you now find yourself a part of, as the prophecy has foretold. These are the savage tales of Eberron. Now, settle in and prepare yourself for the thrilling adventures of our brave crew as they seek to make their own fate on this week's episode of Mourners of Lazar. I am Michael um. with Torlin. I am Ernesto with Trugo, apparently, here beginning uh, the recording. <laughs> oh, is this thing on? I'm Ella. Ella? No, I'm not. Ella, Ella. I'm Ellie, bringing you Dana tonight. It's Gerald, and I'm Kevin, playing Ruskell. And I'm Philip, the Dungeon Master. Hello. Welcome to Savage Tales This Sales is a Survivor wonderful Run. start. Yeah. <laughs> it is, isn't it? We're going to leave that in. Uh, Shall not see me counting down. <laughs> I did not even notice that. I wasn't um, paying attention now. But I mean, I don't even know my own name tonight, so it would have made a difference either. <laughs> We're off to a good start. We're in the middle of a combat. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Thank you, everyone, for listening to our show. Session 17 going on here, season one. So for our background question tonight, do you have a notorious or celebrated ancestor Tell a tale about how they gained their notoriety or did something you find particularly memorable. A celebrated ancestor, oh. Well, I have a good number of tales to tell about old Coladrin, of course. But there was a point in time where he was, she was in battle with the old Galifarnian forces. It was Baldolor, the Great Sorrow, some, some centuries ago. And... Well, Coladrin had been fighting long and fighting arduously, and it had been a good long time since she had seen a bath fighting against those Karnathi forces on the western side of the Iron Roots. And she found herself in a front with Prince Karn himself on the other side of the trenches. And the dwarven warlord made her way through the enemy ranks, tricking them because of her foul stench and rank appearance allowing her to feign undeath. And she had almost made her way all the way to Prince Karn, but a very clever necromancer, his right-hand man, saw through her disguise and she was taken captive as a prisoner of war. Goldadrin found herself behind bars, but luckily enough Goldadrin Dwarf is never without her beard, and her beard had not been shaved off, so she plucked out a strand of her beard hair and fashioned it into a lockpick and stole away in the night. Now, of course, one might ask, listening to this story, Dordlin, you were once a prisoner of the war. Why didn't you just do the same? And, well, to that I have to shamedly admit that it is, in fact, only the female Coladrin Dwarves that have this particular property of their beards. <laughs> it was magical. Well, as opposed to that story, in the case of Truco, Truco doesn't have any, any known ancestors to him, so he wouldn't have a story to tell in that regard, but 
part of me if I reinterpret the question as uh, maybe as some notoriety from his past uh, uh, or his yeah his previous captain maybe in the last time or before he got into the storm river or a while after before he got under the cruise ship of Captain Sanafia Marlavos and this captain she was quite a storyteller about his family one in particular story was about her mother and aunt the Marlavos sisters that's where Truco got his superstitions about ships why is that because this story is about two ships made from an amazingly huge tree which in turn bound both ships in soul and, and brotherhood and both ships were one from for his the mother and the other for his aunt of this captain and there were notorious stories she told about uh, both ships being so in sync when attacking an enemy and and there were a lot of amazing recollections of how recognizing and knowing one's uh, vessel is an amazing opportunity to just be the greatest pirate of all time and at least that was Truco has an impression from what his his former captain told so that's a bit of notoriety to have very cool I have no idea how to spell that captain's name though <laughs> Sanafia oh yeah I can I can write that out well with with previously acquired permission I'm altering the story a little bit in terms of skirting the definition of an ancestor um, for well there are some issues with with Dana's genealogy as far as keeping records goes but one one day when she was 12 or 13 she she'd gone down to the river to to kept you know, to do a bit of fishing and you know how fishing is it's slow going you wait maybe skip some rocks do whatever to pass the time and while she was sitting there on the river skipping rocks she heard a woman behind her ask if she could have one to throw as well and Dana said sure she'd uh, she'd never seen this woman before she was obviously not from Pine Watch because there were only about two dozen people who lived there and this woman was not one of them and so they they sat by the river and skipped rocks for a little bit and Dana asked what she was doing in Pine Watch and she said well I came here to see you and that was very strange Dana just stared at her for a bit and the woman introduced herself as Marlena and she said that she knew Dana's father very well and that got Dana's attention even more Papa didn't have any friends outside of Pine Watch aside from Torlan hardly had any friends in town himself and she Dana Dana told this woman that and she laughed and said well that's that's because say can you keep a secret from Torlin 
And that got Dana's attention even more. She asked, why would you want him to do that? And the woman just insisted, can you keep a secret from Torlin? I've got a great story for you. And finally Dana agreed, okay, fine. I, I won't tell Torlin, but how do you know him? And she said, I don't, I've never met him. But she claimed to be Dana's aunt Elena, the twin sister of her father, Joran, who Dana had never heard speak about ever and and made that clear. And Elena started telling a story about how the about how her and Joran's parents had had separated them as infants, saying it would they thought it would be safer, whatever that meant. She did not elaborate. And went on to talk about where she'd been all these years. Apparently she'd been in Karnath, working as a hired hand, if you will, you know, a, a freelancer who had the most amazing stories of protecting convoys and serving as a bodyguard at the fanciest parties and doing all these crazy things. Oh, there was this one convoy of dragon shards, she claimed, when they were set upon by bandits from Dargoon. And she she single-handedly killed five of them and sent the rest turning tail. And Dana listened to her and heard her out and again just shrugged and said, well, I've never heard of you. And she just smiled and said, well, let's, let's go home and ask your father. And they went home and Joran immediately sent Dana to bed, even though it was five in the afternoon. And she went to her room and heard an, a very tense argument along the, the muffled lines of, you're not supposed to be here. What have you what have you been doing? Why have you been putting yourselves in those situations? You should know better. And Aunt Elena, if she was in fact that, just kept saying, I have to know. And she she left that night. She was not invited to stay the night, much to much to Dana's chagrin. And Joran agreed to tell her a few more stories that that he had heard through some of his contacts, which again was a surprise. Papa doesn't have contacts. But apparently, apparently Adelena had made quite a splash for herself in certain areas of Karnath, fending off bandits involved in intrigue at these fancy parties where someone might be carrying a blade or a vial of poison. And she thought, Dana thought this was the most extraordinary thing ever. She couldn't believe there was some, that her father's sister would ever do such a thing. Her father certainly wouldn't. And after he died and it came time for her to decide what to do with the farm, it was no hard decision whatsoever to give it up and go to Metro against both her father's and Torlin's wishes to try to join the army because, wow, if there's if there's this other member of our family who can do more than just look after chickens, 
Well, I want to follow in her footsteps. But yeah, she she was always good for her words. So this this woman claimed that she'd never met Torlin and he'd never met her. And as far as Dana was concerned, well, it was a promise made when she was twelve, but she but she kept it. And uh, yeah, that was the the strange story of Aunt Elena. Well, I don't think that these wound up in any of your letters that you wrote me. No, they didn't. I thought that joining the military was just one of those teenage phases that these kids have these days. Well, I'm sure you didn't tell me everything in your letters either. Sounds like you two got something y'all gotta sort out, but... But as for me, my ancestors, well... See, I'm a grade-A Galifarian mutt. I'm sure if you look back far enough, I've probably got branches of family in all five of the kingdoms somewhere. And my father's side, for example, they, they immigrated from Carnath about maybe 200 years ago. But my mother's side, that's where things get interesting. See, her ancestors are from Metrol, not the city, the state. Before Galifar swept through and united these lands, what, thousand years ago, uh, people lived here. Historians talk about the nobles that got displaced, but there were normal people, too. Korvar, human, Dar, uh, some call them the old Syrians, but because of the geography, uh, a lot of the old pre-Galifar folks, they just settled or resettled in the south, so we've always called them the southern Syrians. Anyways, somewhere down my mother's line, grandmother's great-grandmother maybe maybe another great grandmother passed out i don't know i'm bad at math we had an adventurer i'm talking pre-guild bona fide dungeon delving evil smiting sleeps in dirt or taverns vagabond lifestyle wand for hire adventure way grandma used to tell it she was part of this legendary international trio somewhere maybe the the fifth early sixth century yk ticking all the boxes probably some boorish rough and tumble thrainish fighter whose family was excommunicated from the church because someone further up his line studied a bit too close the monsters they were supposed to be slaying and then there's a, a dashing and suave karn warlord son of some sort and then her white haired Siren Spellslinger. Her name was Tursa from a little town called Akram. Can't really find it on a map. Now they say white hair in Seer means you have spellcasting affinity in your blood. But I really think it comes from those southern Sirens. Some of them have magical traditions going way back before Galfar. But anyways, how they met, no one really knows. Probably some destiny balderdash. But the three of them went around Corvair chasing conspiracies and coins, though probably more coins than conspiracy. And where the knights were too bound by duty or bureaucracy to act, that's where they went. Those dark places that gentlefolk don't go. And so this led them to the Nightwood in Carnath where a vampire warlord had acquired or created an artifact of some nature that magnified the Mabaran connection there to create a zone of eternal night. And then 
ticking all the boxes. There's a monster army, villagers getting terrorized, women getting carried off in the night. You get the idea. And the short version is, according to legend, they killed the vampire, broke the artifact, saved the world. Okay, maybe not that last part, but that's where the story ends. Now, maybe there's some political implications. Maybe a Winarn or someone important got turned by the vampire or was the vampire or whatever, so the story got buried. I don't really know. That's the claim to fame my mother's line holds. I just wonder sometimes how much of it's bard song bullshit at this point. But that's what we got. You all clearly don't like these background questions. Clearly <laughs> <laughs> oh. not. Yeah. We don't like Karns either. What a bunch of troublemakers. Those Karns are easy targets. They make good villains yeah. in my stories. Well, Not to say that those aren't true. Next campaign, we're going to make Karns the good guys. Why would you go and do a thing like that? <laughs> to tip the balance. Um, so this, this week, I believe, Truco is doing a recap from last session. Well, yes. What a great session that was. Let's begin from the beginning. This this preparation that we had on this mutiny that we were dreaming of so long ago, and we were just expecting for this was the best opportunity that we had after after all these times at, at the sea. Mm. On Truco's mind, he was completely prepared, always with a plan in mind, and he was. Unsurprised by, unsurprised by the situation at every step of the moment. He was clearly knew where everyone was, the crow's nest, the situation with these pirates. He, he was totally in control. He wasn't surprised at all. The fact that there was a storm out there, just about to just fuck everything up with the plan. He, he already knew that he was feeling it in his bones and, and just the opportunity arise for the perfect assassination of all the crewmates up on the deck and the opportunity from that point to rescue Torlan and get him up for the fight to come. At the same time or subsequently down the deck everyone everyone's of all the allies of ours including ours started to just dispatch or at the first glance hide the fact that we were in a, in a process of a mutiny, but after the fact that we were unable to start to take in some names with amazing participations such as Rust, just blaring people out of in the lower deck, knocking them unconscious and, and just everyone trying to do his part. We are still in the middle of it and we don't know where it would end, but so far, so good. So where we left off was a large thunderclap from below decks that startled everybody. I believe that's precisely where we left it off, yeah? Oh, yeah. I think so. Yeah, right. the Russ brought the boom, and then up, uh, up on the weapons deck, Dana could hear the uh, some shouting start to come from... The hatch, Cog and Sundara were uh, were blocking off. So that's where we're at. Yeah, you definitely see so yeah, Dana's hearing some commotion from the deck below you, where the officers would be sleeping. Russ clearly took out Delira and Ajar. Truco is been working on the manacles with on Torlin. 
Yes, uh, indeed. Now, after that big thunderclap, I assume Truco's just continuing to work on the lock, right? That doesn't change anything for him, does it? Yeah, he got surprised for, for a second there, but then continue on work with the unshackle. Uh, what the hell was that, yeah. Truco? You better leave me alone and go check and make sure everything's okay. I mean, I have I have over orders here, and as much as I would like to to be curious about it, I I believe. You think you almost got the you think you almost got the lock too? Oh, just That's wait my a goddaughter. She could just, be injured. Wait a second, just one moment. Just I'm just trying to. True call. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's Russ and Dana up to? Is the door next to Albert? Are they attempting to open it? Give, give me a notice roll. All right. That's two. I'll throw one Benny at it for fun. I know what Dana's response is. <clears throat> I guess then if, if that's if Russ doesn't notice the, yeah. the door moving, you, which it looks like he doesn't. There's up upstairs on the deck above you looking down on you. You hear this like, the, what the what in Cairo was that? There's some commotion from upstairs as well. Drowning things out. So you can't quite hear what's going on in the officer's quarter, Russ. I think I'm going to try and get Owlbear and who else is down here with me? Rosie jumped down with you as well, I believe. Rosie, yeah. The only other way up is there's got to be a set of stairs towards the bow of the ship. Well, yeah, the cargo. There, there's a there's a ladder. Okay. So, um, like I said, I, I, have, I do have a reaction to this. Then I think I'm going to get Owlbear and Rosie, and I think I'm going to push them. This isn't a, a good place to, to hold. Let's see if we can get back up to the, the gun deck. Okay. What's Dana what's Dana's response to this? Oh, Dana was actually gonna gonna yell down the hatch to to funnel the bottleneck low, but if uh, she sees Russ poking his head up, that plan's changed. She would not she would not see Russ's head poking up. Like, I mean, um, that's that's just me yelling down to Russ. We what do you yell down to Russ? It's time to pick a bottleneck, high or low. Hi, we're coming up to you. Go, go, go get Legra. We'll hold him down here. Let's. Sure, you're gonna be okay. There's, there's five or six of them in there. We got a choke point. You go, you go, do what you got to do. We'll hold. Well, <clears throat> so we're clear, Ross. Right? You see my pointer? I do. Right. So there's the door right here that you barred. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Right. Yes. And around right here on the deck above you is also a hatch that officers uh-huh. come out of. Uh-huh. Right. Now, as far as, so there's there's a ladder on this side over here that goes up and a ladder up here. They've actually, that's the ladders down to the bilges and up to the weapons deck. And in fact, up to the, up to the room in the forecastle as well. Right. So what I'm thinking is, there's two options that the officers have is they can try and, and push up into the gun deck directly, which if they're smart, they wouldn't do that if there's an active mutiny going on because they don't know what they're walking into. When they see this door is barred, they have to either go down into the bilges or try breaking this door. If they try breaking this door, then they still have to go up the ladder on this deck to the gun deck. If they Not go into the bilges, as well, they can also come through the open flooring from the weapons deck then from the cargo hold to the weapons deck then six have mercy because i got a clear shot on them but i think i think still the plan is for for me to get rosie and owlbear up to the gun deck and where that's where i think we're going to hold 
and that'll at least give us a little bit of movement range on the gun deck. But I think the gun deck is the is the stand. Cool. All right. I'm just just wanting to make sure that you all have a clear picture of the layout of the actual ship because all this this part these parts at least you you all would know you've you've been allowed access to the ship you've been sleeping on the weapons deck you've worked down in the bilges so you would know this layout so i just want to make sure you're clear on various accesses to the different floors in the ship in this current area all right so i'm gonna i'm gonna move real quick over to that hole in the deck whatever you want to call it that large access hold my hand down to to help pull russ and rosie and owlbear up and as I'm doing that, my adrenaline is spiking, and mechanically, that means I'm tossing the Benny at you for five power points. Okay. And Refresher from last session. HR and Elira's condition right now after the thunder wave. You don't know. I'm Rosie not knows. That. <laughs> oh, that's right. Rose is, does Ro- does that mean Rosie checks? Yeah, there's. there's I mean, time, they got right? picked up and thrown against the wall and came down, and they're not. <clears throat> They're not moving at all. Yeah, all yeah. Right. Rosie will go and check and swear at them while she does so. Okay, <laughs> give me a. Is she looking for like actual condition of them? Yeah, you know. Make, Are their make limbs a check. blasted make a apart. Check. Make a healing check. Uh, Rosie. I think that's untrained for her. And I wasn't quite done with my action there. There's one more thing I want to knock off before I leave, before I go up top. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Or do you want to resolve Rosie first? We're not in, we're not in combat rounds at the oh, moment. Yeah, I know. I know. So, I just mean, I just mean like sequentially. Yeah. So yeah, as I'm, yeah, as I'm pulling everyone up and get that, you know, and get that extra adrenaline spike as I, as I pull Russ up that those blue sparks just flare up across my own body, travel down my arm, my hand, around him. We both have guardians redirect on us currently. Actually I you know what? I do not. It's just flowing it's just flowing off me onto him right now. So go ahead, power yourself up there, Russ. It's flavored for melee, not right. Russ rain. Russ already has it going on. You oh, guys have it going oh, off from last oh, session. Still- you, you you kept maintaining it. Oh, it's still active? Okay. Yeah. Cool. That's why you were down to three power points. It's because you've been keeping it active. All right. Yeah, in that case, I will... Yeah, I guess I'll just... Yeah, pull everyone up. Say, if you need anything... Make another make another noise. I'm sure I'm sure Troll and Trooper are fine, but I'll I'll go check. I'll be back as soon as I can. Well, yeah, I'm gonna... while you're helping them up, you definitely hear banging on both the hatch up to the weapons deck and the door down below in the cargo deck. And, and how else uh, well is, well is it blocked off down below there? Oh, uh, you don't know. You can't really see it. No, I'm a- I'm asking Russ. He's right oh. here. Shoved an oar through it. They're gonna have to hit it real hard. I, we should, we should leave someone down there all the same, just in case if they come up, what can you do about this hole here? I pointed this massive access. If they start coming up there, you guys are fucked. 
Not a worry, right. I'm still down here. If they start coming up there, then I unleash Kyber on them. That's about the only flavor we've got. We can we can pull back up towards the captain's cabin, but you got to take it. We got to have some place to retreat to. That explosion was that was you? That was me. I can do good. it again too. Good, good. Okay. They're they're yours now. Good luck. And I turned to head back up to poop deck. Good luck. So, what was that? I was telling her good luck. Oh. So, Truco. <clears throat> yes. And Torland, for that matter. You're, you're, you're working. This thunderclap happened. Torland, you're shouting to Truco to go check on Dana. And it's like, no, I almost got this. I almost got this. You hear, you hear the captain's door open, and you can see in the light, you can see Mr. Logger coming out with with her sword out. And ours or towards our, towards us? No, she's walking towards the pilot house, and she sees, oh. she sees, she sees Salty, and she goes up and she goes, blast it. And she turns around, and she turns around and looks at you guys, and she sees both of you, and she goes, so. Corrupted. Interrupt the DM's monologue. I don't think he's going to give you that chance. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't necessarily going to give it a chance because. All right. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure it amounts to anything, but. I think Truka at the moment is focused on the yeah. locks. He almost yeah. has it, right? He can yeah. feel it's coming. It's just taking some time. And you see Mr. Logger just screws up her face and she goes, So I see we have a mutiny on hand. And she takes a couple steps over to the bell real quick and just starts ringing the bell real quick. And. Can I uh, just, so, so I I can't interrupt any 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 of that or I can res, can I respond to that in some form or you can respond with words okay okay at the moment yeah but the the bell is already already being being ring or and what's already, like, yeah, I mean she she was moving towards the bell to ring it you is you know, she like moving said, towards you, it you almost have the uh, okay I, I, but I was I will say no no wait 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 and I will. Start. Because if I do if I do anything, I will I will interrupt the the all the thing I'm doing with the with the shackle. I have to. Uh, I don't know. Well, what's my timeline for getting on deck? I imagine Dana. Yeah. Would you're not gonna. You're not gonna. You're taking a moment because after the thunder wave, you were helping Russ up. It, it'll be a little bit before you're up. All right. Let me know. I got that in mind. I'm thinking of something. So I'd I, I say I really so. Mechanically yeah. speaking, yeah. you successfully picked the lock. Oh, it's oh, great. Take, it, it's taking some time to do it. You're about to get it. If you want to stop at all before you completed it, I'm going to have to have you roll again to pick the lock. Okay. So, so yeah, I, I won't do, I won't so do that. So thematically, I'm imagining Truco really believes he almost yeah, had this. Yeah, really yeah. Kind of I, I, on yeah. He's probably really mm-hmm. focused okay. on trying to, if, I mean. If you want uh, to stop it, I'll let you, is like you shouting it. at him and, and he's like, no, 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 I really... I have to finish this and and and, and he barely noticed uh, uh, yeah and surprisingly Mr. Lagra is not making a huge amount of noise right. right so just as she shouts a mutiny and she rings the doorbell you hear the snick of the lock you get one of one of his wrists free which is, of course is enough to get Torlin um, free from the mast see uh, I thought you could and he's a bit excited and then he noticed Oh shit! This is Lagra. Right, and um... so is Torlin bound across his chest, or is he just 
No, Tor, my mind was always like, so there's the mast. Torlin would have had his back to the mast and his arms around okay. and just right. the shack on him. So as soon as one of the shackles come off your, uh, one of the manacles comes off your wrist, your arms are free and you're free from the mast. You're just going to have a manacle dangling from one of your wrists. <laughs> All right. I know there was talk initially of giving Torlin a weapon. You have a moment to make that happen if you want to, Truco. Yes. Tackling his, one of his hands. Hope that this is useful and I will place the swift cutlass, I believe. Let me check. Okay. The... I threw that over onto Torlin's character sheet. Yes. And with this, we are def- going into combat here. Truco, the three of spades, but you're quick. So seven of hearts Yum. instead. All right. And that puts you at top of the order. And I am totally spending a penny for a new card. Anybody else spending a penny for a card? I maybe I'm waiting for you to pick up a new a new card and see if I do so myself. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm fine with it. I feel like this would all be a decision made simultaneously. Sorry. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. It seems like the fair way to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess and that's it's like you wanting up each other. Like, oh no, I pick another card. I pick another. That would be I fun, mean, you can't you can do that. I was actually okay with doing that. You said wait just meant she gets to draw the cards first. Right. Because certainly whoever gets to draw first often has consequences. I'm fine with taking some lickings before I get mine in. How about you, Lagra? So Lagra gets a ten of diamonds. All right. <sighs> she just comes up the the stairs to the poop deck. She already has her sword out. She's, you know, she's not in her normal attire. She's she's in a nightshirt and her pants, but she has her she has her cutlass out and she just takes it and she just shoves it towards you and speaks some sort of word. And at that moment, this huge jet of water comes out towards you too. All right. Uh, finally, we heard about this at some point. Or, I yeah. know it's one of those rumors. Okay, so I can tell that. Ooh, gonna have to spend a penny on that. If I were to throw my sword at her, would that be uh, athletics to do so? Yes. Yes. <laughs> That'd probably be a really bad idea. <laughs> well, I want her to come into melee range of me. I don't want to go in melee range of her. That's how it works with Torlin. Well, how is throwing your sword gonna convince her to come into range? <laughs> That's a good question. Especially if she has a ranged attack. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, we could just hide behind the mast until she uh, comes around the corner. I've got to plan, Truco. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'd spend a, I ended up getting a five on that to activate that. I had to spend a couple of bennies, unfortunately. <laughs> Not a good start. So sad. Poor Lagra. This, this wave of water crashes over you guys. Right, and it distracts you immediately. And Harder for us to attack. Yeah, I mean, you guys are getting slammed with this, all this, the, essentially this tidal wave is coming towards you. Now give me a strength check. Both? Yes, both of you need a strength check. Strength? Yeah. Oh boy. That's an eye in Vertorilin. His strength knows no bounds. 
That is a one for trooper. I don't know why. Why do I have oh fatigue and status? You're oh, distracted. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a Benny. Yeah, it's quite an uphill battle here. Another Benny and just call it a day. Yeah, no. I will keep that. Uh, one. Oh, fatigue one. as well. Alright, Truco, give me an athletics check. Alright, that's my forte. Actually, it is. I'm going to have you reroll that, unfortunately. Make it an oh. agility check. Oh, okay. That is three, which I intended to Benny because I guess that's better. Yeah. That top roll, anyways. Yeah, that's a five. You're totally. This thing totally throws you back. You hit the railing and you flip over the railing, oh, but geez. before you plunge into the water, you're able to grab on the side of one of the, uh, Just... you know, the edge and keep from falling into the water. All right. Just cling um, with the wolves. And with that, Mr. Logrid does walk up to towards you, True Torlin. Ha, how about you? All right. I'm going to hit him with the swift cutlass. Well, that's... First oh, strike. yeah, you got first strike, don't you? Ah, he had a DM forgot. He's fallen to my <laughs> clever ploy. It's a nine. Well, Mr. Lo- Mr. Logra wouldn't know. Actually, and... Oh, so with dark vision, you, ig- you ignore elimination penalties, don't you? Sure do. I see the whites of his eyes as well. That's enough light. Or a dwarf. Uh, so that is... Is that good enough for race? That is not good enough for race, so that is a success. There we go. Let's see. Let's let's do a little Benny on there. We like rolling Bennies on damage rolls. Uh, yeah, we'll keep that. It's a, a 12, and I see armor piercing one from something. From that sword. Yeah. Fancy very, sword. Very swift it is. And Torlin just admires the blade and wonders what tales it may have sung in its own time. All in six seconds. So as she comes in, you're just, I mean, you're used to this stuff. You're quick with the blade and you surprise her with a a strike that comes in before she expects it. And it staggers her back a little bit, puts her on her feet. She is, puts her on her heels. She is shaken. Very Um, nice. Truco, you are next. Do I need to? Uh, I am stable. Uh, do I able to hold myself there at the edge of the ship? Yeah, I mean you caught yourself. All right. So I will taking the advantage that probably Lograth is thinking that I sunk into the sea or something. I will try to hide, try to be on a, for her okay. to be unaware of my current presence. Um, now, in case it matters, if you are hiding. To maintain being hidden, you're going to have to move at half your movement rate. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Okay. So roll a stealth check. A stealth check. Where's the stealth? There you go. That is a two. And I will keep that. Okay. And what are you doing? What are you doing for your turn? He's going to... Uh, Truco is uh, just really wet. He was like shocked by the situation. He was so focused on the on the locking that, and he's really tired. If he's he's done enough, but still trying to keep things going. And uh, he's gonna 
uh, just peek from the from there to into the deck and see Lagra and try to find a weak point of hers and aim. Spain, his turn okay. to aim. Actually, aim only works for shooting rolls, not athletics rolls. Really? Yeah. Oh, I thought it did. Not even for throwing a knife. Really? Um, Let me check. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what it's saying. It makes sense to me because I think aiming is intending on taking your weapon like a bow and holding it steady, which is not something that you do with the thrown weapon. Shooting rolls. Uh, yeah, it does specifically call out shooting rolls. Ah, oh, that's a bummer. Range. Okay. Sure, then I will then be extra defensive. So you're going to take the defensive action? Yes. Okay. So you're going to stay where you're at, though? I'm probably going to move more towards... Let me see if I can towards here or a point where I can easily pick up the mast if I'm able to. Pick up the what? The the ma the mast like the the rig uh, some rigging some form of rigging and try to get up into. Oh the... okay. I, I mean actually where you're at now you can start climbing up into the rigging if you wanted to. I will do that. Okay. So you're just gonna climb up as high as you can get into the rigging. Yes. Okay. Torlin. Well, the uh, Truco kind of gave me a good idea here. <laughs> I will also take the defend action, and uh, and I will move out of range of good old what's her face Lagra and block her exit to the stairs. You can do that, but also realistically, she can also just jump over the railing, just denies <laughs> her access to the stairs. Right. Uh, I don't know if that changes. Yeah, no, I mean, I'll, I'll just do that. It's, it's fine. She'll get an opportunity attack if she wants. You can really stay within her reach and still block the staircase. I want to leave her reach and block the staircase. Okay. Specifically? All right. Specifically. Uh, I see where you're going now. She will take a swing at you. All right. I have distracted until the end of this round here. Oh, right. She's shaking. She, she can't. Shaking. Unless you mm -hmm. want to spend a Benny. Yeah. I mean, it's just a quite a good target this dwarf makes. Be ashamed to let it pass you by. Fine, I will spend a Benny. Unshake. Six. That's a hit on Torlin. No, it's not. I have a plus four to parry because I'm defending. Oh, that's right. You're taking the defend action, aren't you? Mm -hmm. Fine. All right. She, she misses. You just get... You Parry it out of the way with your with your own cutlass. <laughs> Is that the best you've got? Come at me. And that's all you're doing for your turn? That's defend is this locks out multi-action, so yes. Yeah. You can still do free actions, whatnot, if you had anything in mind. I don't I don't <laughs> know if I have any free action stuff. End of turn. And next round, Truco with the ace of Diamonds, Torlin with the Ace of Clubs, Mr. Uh, with the Nine of Spades. Would Legras like to go for another card? No. <laughs> hey, Druko, should we get all Damn, the Jokers the out of the deck? Way too many bennies, way too early in the session. <laughs> Just wait till I, I make it. I spent a lot already. When am I going to make it on deck? Of course, deck? I say that, the DM would do that and pull a Joker. That's, that's, <laughs> you should, you really shouldn't pull on the tail of that snake. No, not at all. Your Don't turn. Pull the tail of the manticore. It's spiky. 
okay, do I have any form, uh, any way of... I I'm already undistracted? You're no longer distracted. It would oh, have ended at, at the end of your turn. Oh, excellent. So I Let will... just make sure of that. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm seeing myself not being distracted. That's great. And yeah, I no, will... You yeah. guys are no longer distracted. Excellent. And I will just, as I'm going up in the rigging, I'm going to quickly take two of my daggers and just like, and just throw, throw them at Allegra. Allegra, Allegra. So multi-action? Yes. Yeah, multi-action. Two okay. daggers. Check if I can. It's the T. There we go. Can you wild uh, attack do I have a any? throw? Yes, because I, I wild attack to throw can I? in the bilge. Oh, that's, that's nice to know. Yeah, wild doesn't... attack with fighting or athletics. With fighting or athletics. Uh, let me. I don't see the wild attack option in the knife thing. Huh? Weird enough. Really? But anyway, no, I don't want, But doesn't matter. I, I probably won't, won't use it anyway. Two actions. Uh, I guess in the, the illumination is dim, or do I have some? Do I have some clear vision the of? Illumination is dim, but you have low light vision. Okay. Yeah, she's in enough light. You have no vision penalties right now. Okay, excellent. Um, yeah, two actions. There we go. That is. Why do I have so many penalties? Oh, I have a. I, I, I'm in a really long range tonight. I don't. I thought I wasn't. Quite be that. Because I got the range on the map a little messed up. You would be at a minus two penalty for range. All right, just minus uh, two. The short range is only three inches. No, yeah. Oh, you're able to change range penalties, huh? Uh, yeah, I am. Nice. I didn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. No, actually, we'll take them out completely. We'll just see you got close enough that you could. You would. You would know to judge things a little bit. So. Yeah, I would. I would try to stay at a, at a good range to in order to. Uh, yeah. So no, throw no my range penalties on your throw. Um, All right. Oh, okay. Another another knife. Uh, we'll have the range penalties still, so we'll take those uh, off. Take that off. I don't know why that's. Okay, I don't know why, but that will be a one. So no, just two daggers into the <clears throat> wood. Thunk, thunk, thunk. Yeah. So there's daggers thunk, thunk into the decking. Okay, and I will uh, uh, go ahead. keep going up and and try to stay in a position where I might have any cover from the ground. If possible. So, yeah, you can get up pretty high into the sails. All right, I will do that. Oh, that's right. I will go on, on hold uh, until Lagrad takes his turn or her turn. He or she? She. Well, I wouldn't want to get that mixed up. <laughs> so it is Mr. Lagra. She's stepping in. Yeah. She hasn't learned her lesson, has she? She has not. Okie dokie. Well, I will make a little roll here with the swift cutlass. That's a three pennies. <laughs> That's an 11. It did not target, though. My apologies. So that will then... Sounds like it might just be a hit. No, that should be a hit with a raise. So we'll ah. raise damage. Let's go for another. That was a 13. That's a 10. Another. 
17. Like we'll keep that. Also, I may not. I might need to spend more bennies there. I'm not sure if it spent them correctly. Yeah, it looks like you still need to spend one more Benny. There we go. I will soak my last Benny. That is good enough for one. So yeah, so she comes in as well and you get a nice strike catching her in the midsection. Again, she's a little unexpected. And yeah, I mean, I'm out of Benny's, so she's shaking. So that's the end of her turn. Um... Good idea, Truco. Good idea, Truco. Thanks, I guess. They're welcome, I mean. I better take some taunting uh, edges or something. This is a new Torland's new fighting style. Killer Instinct is a fantastic edge. I had so much fun with it last campaign. So it is next. You can come off hold now, Torland? Uh, Yeah. Well, I guess that... He's going to lay in the Lagra with a wild attack. Oh. Fancy. Uh, I can do it. All right. That's an ace on the D6. I don't know what uh, wild attack does. Is it damage or attack on this? It's both to hit and to damage. So that would actually be a... A 12? 12. So it's under attack options. Yeah. So click on wild attack again, then roll with the raise damage. I'm not sure what the whole testing with the critical failures for. That's oh. a 24. Okay. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> so, how does Torlin do this? Well, that, that terrible tricorn is just... It's been bothering me for so long, so just as a seagull flies overhead and <laughs> defecates upon it, I'll just take it off with a swipe of my sword and give her a good shave at the same time. <laughs> I think I think Torlin deserves a Benny both for that epic setup and for for how it, he got to play it out. Yeah, I, that, I, that, I, I just did give him a Benny. So yeah, so so Mr. Logger just drops falls back onto the deck with a big thumb. And, uh, and there you go. There, there's a good there old go. Fast and Furious uh, Savage World combat. <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't even make it on deck. I missed all the fun. Turco, I'm going to find Dana. It should uh, you do? I showed him from, like, really high up. Lagrin is all yours. That's left of her. And that's what Dorlin um, does. And he'll look so for you- his harp if he sees it along the way. <laughs> Well, the thing is, is so you head downstairs and you would meet Dana up in the hall as Dana's coming upstairs. All right. So let's see. I'll spend a Benny to retcon and say that I picked up the hat, the tricorn, and I brought it with me. I'll let you do it without spending a Benny. You don't spend a Benny in that combat. So Dana goes running up the stairs. Russ, you hear banging on the door downstairs and upstairs. Owlbear and Rosie have come up with you onto the weapons deck as well. Are you doing anything in particular? I think we're going to position at the... I'm going to I'm going to tell Owlbear and Rosie and Unau to stage at the ladder coming up from the, the cargo hold. And Russ is going to take position with the other mutineers at the top of the 
the locked off passage, the locked off ladder, going straight down into the officer's cabin. Does that make sense? So Unal, Albert, and Rosie guarding at the uh, bow, the la two ladders at the bow. Everybody yes. else around you. Yeah. And I think Russ is actually, so right now where you've got him positioned here on the, the gun deck, because I'd like him to have a little bit of vision. Actually, yeah, like one tile probably to the east so he can look down into the the cargo hold and just have range over both. And Sundara, Crimson Cog, and yeah, and Konkabar stationed right there. Okay. And I think um, that's where we hold. I think we all will also instruct them to take anyone they can alive except Scourge. Well, do I want to leave Scourge for Truco? Take him alive if you can. I know, do you? We did make him a promise. Take him alive if you can, but if the only option is, is death, don't sacrifice yourself for it. Down, on, down from the lower deck, you start hearing what clearly sounds like an axe being taken to the door. Down below in the cargo hold. Or so the, the door the, the that you barred with the oar? Yeah. It's clear somebody's taking an axe to it. What about the the hatch that Sandara, Cog, and Konkabar are around? Activity beneath it to seem to die has died down for the moment. Alright. Um, we're gonna uh, position looking down into the cargo hold. So probably a little bit sideways from where we're at now. Do you, do any of those three have ranged attacks? Sandara, Konkabar, Crimson Cog. I'll check Sandara's sheet. No, they don't normally. And the bows and arrows are, have been locked in the armory, or what passes at the armory, which is the room beyond here. So other than daggers, no, they don't have any ranged attacks. Well, actually, I take that back. Yeah, you want them to have ranged attacks? Actually, I. This is this is meta, but they you gave me, uh, you gave me Sandara's sheet. I think she might cast obscuring mist in front of the door. Sure. She can do that. Then let's do that. And if you want them to have ranged weapons, they can grab the ballista bolts to use as makeshift javelins. Okay, I'm gonna send uh, Crimson Cog and Konkabar to do that, to grab ballista bolts as javelins. And Sandara is going to tell Rush she might have an idea and yeah, cast uh, Obscuring Mist down there in front of the door. any powers yet, so she should be at full powers. Uh, sure, go right ahead. Okay. She just... Uh, yep, gotta go to her sheet. Traits. Oh, well, actually... Ooh, that might be old. I do not actually think she has access to True Darkness. I believe that's an epic power. That's a now, four. She, it, if you want to cast any modifiers, it's just... She just has mobile available. So she's just straight casting the mist uh, down. Can the she hole? cast hinder? Wait, no, I think that has to be a damaging. No. No, she could just say that she's casting her mist. It's just instilled with chill, foggy air that would also hinder people. Yeah, let's do let's do hinder. I think that's an extra one point. One point. So take off two power, take off another PowerPoint then, and yeah, pretty, pretty effectively, she's she can she can in essence obscure the entire cargo hold with fog. Yeah, let's 
So Dana, you run into Torlin. Do I, and Truco or just Torlin? Just Torlin at the moment. Torlin, where's Truco? You see Torlin is, is running down from somewhere and he's full of adrenaline and, and exhaustion. Stop, stop. And I, I just get in front of him and put my hands on his shoulders. Uh, Dana, where's... everything's uh, everything's okay. I've I've got something that belongs to you. Where's Truco? Probably at this moment, Truco is swinging downwards and just like, landing on uh, next to next to them. Oh. Well, no, they're oh, actually they're actually oh. inside. Oh, they are okay. So he's so, he's just so going like Torlin where Torlin went. Torlin ran so. inside below deck. So unless you're following Torlin, you would. I'm probably Truco's probably gonna go towards whenever Scourge, Scourge might be at this moment, so and it might Scourge, be. Is, Scourge is definitely below so, decks. Yeah, so yeah, uh, just following Torlin. So, so yeah, then Truco comes running in at this moment. Just running and just like, oh, I'm so fucking wet. This like, Lagra shit. Nice thing, Torlin, right? You, you did really good up there. That was, and- that was quite impressive. And it, and you said uh, Torlin's Torlin said he has something for me. Lagra is food for the seagulls. And he pulls from behind his back the tricorn of the captain. As in, he's handing it to me, or just he showing pulls it? it from his back and he puts it forth. Do you want to take it? Sure. Yeah, I, I, I take it and I say, "Good, we'll, we'll show them." We'll show the others what's happened. That's right. We know what happens next. We, we need to get. We need to get back to Russ and the others. You need. You need to go get your harp. Well, I have no idea where I've where it could be. You've you been up right. You've been up top. Do I know where the quartermaster's is? No, you don't know where they kept Torlin. But it's I think safe assumption it, is in the quartermaster's deck is going to be off to the the bow or the stern side of the of the gun deck, right? Yeah, like generally well, you also don't know necessarily that the quartermaster actually has Torlin stuff and not one of the other officers. That's also true. Okay, well. So at, the, at this point, all you do know is you know wherever stuff is, is in one of the off limits areas to the officers. So either in their quarters and what's what they use as the officer's mess hall and armory in the map room or in Mr. Lagra's chambers. So, but none of it, right. it would be okay. in one of those places. You have no idea where. Yeah. Okay. So then I'll, then I'll, I'll, I'll take the hat, wedge it into my belt and say, all right, you've got a sword. That'll do. Truco, did Lagra have anything we can use to help in this fight? I, he turns back and goes to, <laughs> just and I, goes yell out, I yell, I yell, check her quarters quickly. As he's running up the stairs. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, got my hat. I've got my Torlin. All right. We need we need to get back down to the weapons deck. The officers are starting to... They're starting to stir. They're probably coming through by now. I'll be right behind you. I need to, I need to check on the galley first. Well, the galley door bursts open, and Fish Guts is there with the harpoon. He goes, hey! <clears throat> Easy, goes, easy. What's going on? What was the thunder? Easy, easy, fish guts. It's me. It's Dana. Put- What's going on? I know who you are. I'm not daft. We're taking, we're taking the ship. Logra is dead. 
We're taking the ship. Hey, you're not half bad. And he, he claps you on the back. Are you, can I, can I tell how, how sober he is right now? Give me a notice check. Mm-hmm. Torlin's gone uh, the other direction, I assume. That's a five and I'm holding. Torlin was heading downstairs, right? Uh, to the stern of the gun deck, I guess. Whatever, whatever Dana told me to do. Bottling orders. No, I didn't, I didn't tell you to go anywhere just to actually just to get down to rust get back down to the weapons deck. So if you're doing, you know, if I, if you let me know you're leaving to do that, I'm going to buff you up before you go. Sure, yeah. Hey, what happened to my, happened to my video? Uh, weirdness. Yeah. So I just reach out and, and grab him in a quick hug and stay, be safe. And again, that, those blue sparks just come off of my arms and body and wrap around. Torlin, congratulations, Torlin. You have Guardians Redirect flavored for melee attacks on you. Well, I can't promise I'll be safe, but I think we're on the up and up with this. I'll be I'll be right behind you. I just need to uh, go. So, uh, yes, that's a five on my notice roll, and I'm holding to gauge Fishcut's sobriety. Torlin uh, uh. turns and just before he leaves and looks at Dana and you can see that there is some pride that is welling up in his eyes and he just turns and looks and says softly for Mazzello. So did you take off the two power points? I did not. Thank you. It's going to take some getting used to. There's two power points gone. And so Tuco took off Going up to Mr. Lagra, Fishcuts yeah. there. And what's 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 Dana doing then with Fishcuts? Fishcuts uh, seems he doesn't heavily reek of alcohol, so you think that he's at least functional, and his eyes seem pretty bright. All right, <clears throat> Fishcuts, if you're in shape to fight, I'm not going to deny you your revenge. But once we're done, we're going to need someone to to cook up a celebration, so you could stay back too. Stay back and cook when there's a fight? Clearly, I'm not sure. You clearly don't know the metal I have. And he goes, and he, and he goes, above, back, above decks or below decks? We're we're going below. Just And he just, just shoulders right past you and just starts going down the stairs. I chase after him and say, not you two. And I slap my hand on his shoulder and he gets Guardians Redirect flavored for Melee as well. That's another two points off. And the same the same flares up on me now, so that's another two points off. I'm gonna be trying to try to get ahead of fish vets if I can. Otherwise, I'm hot on his heels. Oh no! This is, this is a ship. There's no wide alleyways, so yeah. Then I'm hot on his heels. So, one thing to be clear about with Guardians Redirect: this is a very short-term spell, right? Well, right. I, I, I get, forgetting- actually, I. I guess you'll learn this because you don't necessarily know this, so you'll end up learning this. No, I feel uh, like I yep. should know by now because I've used it enough. But you only used it in one combat when it manifested. No, I used this, it. I've used it in this encounter. Right. This is this is your first. This is essentially your first extended time using it. That does not make a bunch of experience with it. All right. Fair enough. Right. So I'm saying, what you're going to come to learn here is a. It's very short term. Mm-hmm. which means to maintain it, it's going to require more and more energy and focus. And the fact that you keep on recasting it on people actually is really upping 
the cost it's going to take to maintain it because you're essentially maintaining four versions, three versions of these spells now. Wait, there is something, there's probably something mechanically I'm not understanding here because it, there's a, I can just use the modifiers for additional recipients, can't I? Yes, you can, but that's at the initial casting. Yeah, so for casting I'm, it on myself and fish guts at the same time, that should be three points instead of four, yeah? But you, so you've been, you've been maintaining it on yourself this whole time. No, I have not this whole time. No. Yeah, you did. We we established that at the end of last session. Actually, you you that's why you were down to three power points is because you've been maintaining it on you and Russ. So that's not real. No, because I mean, effectively, there it's been minutes. It has not been like half an hour or anything. This okay. This is so, all... all right. So I did not need to recast it on myself right now. Right, and you didn't. You cast it on Torlin. And then you separately cast it on fish guts. Yeah. Okay. I just I marked off points for casting it on myself as well. I shouldn't have done that then. Yeah. And so, since you are actually casting it full to do with people, I'm considering that multiple castings, multiple concentrations. So it's going to drain a lot more power points a lot quicker. If you cast it initially and get a bunch of recipients, that's different. Okay. That's one casting. Uh, yeah, you're, you're going to have to write me later with how the sure. mechanics of concentration work because I don't understand it at all, but we'll burn that bridge when we come to it. For now, I'm not going to work on actively maintaining once it runs out right now. Okay. So, Rush, you see, you see uh, Torlin coming down the stairs. You hear a smash. You hear a large kind of smash on the door downstairs, and then it kind of stops, and you hear, here's like, oh, what's this? Blasted mist. Is it a voice I recognize? Yeah, sure. Give me a notice check. That's two aces on the D4 for a 10. Yeah, it, it's um, slippery sill. And you hear some just some other speaking and commotion downstairs. They're very disoriented at the moment. You, you can't see anybody either. I can't see anybody, but do I have... Li- would, a, would, would I, if the fog were not there, have line of sight? Yes. Good. Foe. Worth casting Thunder Wave at him. Okay, so you're just going to cast Thunder Wave right into the mist? Right into the mist towards the doorway. Okay. The mist is probably all that sweat evaporating uh, off this is gonna be another. Soon. This is going to be another selective modifier. Let's go ahead and get that in the chat window. So, so, unless you're being selective on the officers, there's no reason for selective. You're at no risk yeah. to hit any, any of the friendly. Any of the yeah, this is this is head. essentially to prevent structure damage. Okay. I don't want to hurt this ship that we're about to take over. Now, if if you would rather rule that just Thunder Wave is not going to do structure damage, then I'll just go hard. I'm going to... I'm going to draw cards here, just uh, in case jokers get pulled. And I'm just going to have the people that you're controlling go under you instead of them getting their own cards. Who's uh, working Crimson Cog? I believe I am. I don't... Yes, I am, according to the front page. However, I'm more than happy to yield control of him. No, that's alright. I'm just wondering to figure out who who gets who. Dana's just Conic Bob, right? Uh, no. No, I, I only oh. have an L. Well, I, I believe it. Truco had Conkabar? Yes, I do. Yeah, so I'll let Tru- I'll let uh, Conic Bar work on his own then. 
Ten of spades or nine of clubs for Roscoe? Uh, ten of spades, please. No jokers are drawn. Go ahead, Russ. Okay. Incoming thunder wave. That's a three, so I'm going to claim the evocation free reroll. That's an ace on the d8 for 10. And let's see. I was at 11, so that would take me down to eight power points. So you're just casting selective, and that's it? Yes. You are in, I believe, dark at least. So actually, that would have been a six. So not enough for a raise. Fine with that. Yeah, area is dark, so it's actually minus four. So um, still a success. So you do get it off. Big thunderclap. Go ahead and roll for damage. That says seven. Oh, throw one Benny at it for fun. That's a six. Yeah, I'll keep the seven. You hear a bunch of shouts of alarm from downstairs. So the main question really is actually, is anybody doing anything else in this moment? Or are we going to let some time pass? Torlin's talking to people, it seems, right now. Well, you would have made it down to this. You made it. You made it through Dana. Came down. You know, and kind of saw everything was going on. Seen like, we've seen that Tilly was taken out. There was no fighting on the weapons deck, so everything's been fine. Kind of look around, and then suddenly you see Russ take his wand, take a wand and shoot, and you see this big concussive blast. Right. Shoot. Go down into the cargo deck. Is everything all right, Rusko? Officers are down there. Looks like they broke through the door. They broke through the door? Torlin will go over to the edge of, of the look view into the cargo hold. What's he see? If he can. Uh, nothing fog. but this roiling fog that's leaving off this <clears throat> like smoky mist coming up. Hmm. And I make it down to to the edge above that hole on this round? Um, so as Fish Guts go, goes down and you're behind him, that's when you hear the thunder blast. So you wouldn't quite make it to the edge without running further. I think two things but, Torlin wants to do, if you don't need to say something. Yeah, go ahead. He would want to go and tell Dana that now might be the time for her to exercise some diplomacy. Uh, and he also wants to go back up to the the deck at some points. I don't know if now is appropriate, but to go look at that storm that's rolling in. I will definitely run. You would definitely take care of that. After, I, I would imagine that would come up for, for Torlin after at least whatever's about to happen here. Yeah. So I will definitely use my turn to run when I hear the second thunder wave go off to because I want to get to the edge of that hole, whatever you want to call it, access. Sure. As you're running by, Torlin says something about diplomacy might be good right now. Mm-hmm. You look down and you just see nothing but this rolling white fog mist that is totally obscuring any sort of vision down into the cargo hold completely. Do I hear anything beyond senseless yelling? You, nothing real coherent. All right. And I'm going to wave over the others. So, well, my main question actually is, is there going to be more combat going on right now? Are you guys oh. going to let some time lapse? So, or, or, or am I going to stick in rounds? Uh, I kind of, want to. I that's want, kind of the I main thing I'm trying to, to figure out. 
I want to talk to them, yell down at them while they're down there, but I also need a clear line of sight for what I want to do, so I need the, the fog to clear. If there is going to be time passing, uh, Torlin, so we're talking about the stern of the weapons deck. That's not where the mist is, right? That's below the weapons deck. Yes, uh, the, when, the mist is in the cargo hold down here. Is there any way for Torlin to get into the door? Maybe with Truco. Truco, do you think that Which we door? can break into this quartermaster's door thing? You mean this door back over here? Wherever that is, yeah. I, unless you pull me over there, I'm not really sure what you're talking about. <clears throat> yeah, that one. This is one of the officer's place, one of the places your equipment might be. Yeah, yeah, he wants to look for his harp. Okay, so I guess the main question is, is Russ taking another shot? Dana's coming? If Dana's coming, then no. You see Dana coming running over. Yeah, then I'll just relay, wait, what happened to Legras? She's dead. Torlin, Torlin took her out before I even got there. You hear that? I mean, I... Your cabin's dead. Now be a good time to surrender. That was my line. Thanks, Russ. I was waiting for the fog to clear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fog's lasting ten minutes. It ain't clearing. Well, she could she could probably willfully end it, but yeah. But also, Dana would know that this fog came from oh, Sindara. Well, That's true. Oh, Sindara. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what where the fog came from. I just see this huge fog. Yeah, I. I don't want to be taking any combat actions. I was. I was just wanting to talk. I don't know if I want to do that as a test or just role playing with a couple of roles or what. Um. So Truco, you go running up to the main deck, right? Yes. I, are you headed towards the captain's cabin or, or Mister Lager? Just to recall. Dana said, is there anything that can help us with this fight? And you went and turned around and ran away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking more in going to Lagora's corpse and just inspecting it. Um, So you're going up to your quarters? No. Oh. Did you say quarters or corpse? I was saying, yeah. The sword. The sword. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I will go to to Lagora's body. And and also to pick up my daggers that I throw off. So... I would go quickly to do that, and then and then go to the captain's quarters. So, make me a quick notice roll. Sure. That is a nine. So, quick search of her body. Of course, she has her sword, which you know. Yeah. Does she's got a little pouch at her belt that has a couple potions in it? Right. And she has a silver anklet on her on her ankle. All right, not taking that much time to inspect, just picking things up and then going to captain's quarters, trying to open it. The door was already open, so she came out and she didn't lock it on her way back in. There's only very little light here, so give me a notice check. As well, okay. With any hindrances or or just straight? Um, You are, so there's just a little bit of light here. You got a little light vision, so I think you're actually fine. Okay, that's a four then. So you come in, there's immediately to your right, there's uh, a closet, the door is locked, and it opens up into a larger room. There's a table with a bunch of documents on it, and uh, a bed. Looking around, there seems to be another door, either into a closet or maybe even a, a, a laboratory or something. All right. A door out to the back balcony with a couple windows, which you're familiar with and everything. But before, you're, you know, and you see a, a footlocker and, you know, some 
books and some stuff around it. But before you're able to get like a clean look at everything, you hear another one of those thunderclaps happen underneath from, from the belly of the ship, right? So it's come from within the ship. It's clearly yeah. not something outside of it. It's below yeah, you. It's already a bit never like, what the fuck is happening here? And he's like, just, what is, uh, just question, the uh, officer's quarters are below the cabinet's quarters? Or is it like, do they have also a balcony or they have a way to get in f without, from outside and not from? Uh, from a quick look that you can tell, you can, you can. Of what you I know, remember. Without certainly looking for any secret doors or secret hatches or anything. First of all, you know that the galley is directly below the captain's quarters. Right. Right. Then below that is the officer's hall and armory. Below that is the officer's quarters. Below that is the bilges. Directly from where you're standing at now, just your quick glance of everything before the th thunderclap hit. You don't see any trap doors, or any, anything that leads down below the deck. This seems to be a, your first impression is that this is a self-contained room. All right, but I can go let me see if I, uh, if I understand. So I kind of go up the balcony. My intention is maybe to go up the balcony and climb down and maybe find a way in the quarters or the armory from outside the ship. And I don't know if that's, if there is any sure. window or aperture there to, to, to get. Yeah, yeah, that I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I will probably try and do that and do it, of course, stealthily. Not so, to enter, but but to see. Just, and, and I'm not trying to enter, but to to have a sneak peek of what is happening there. So give me a stealth check followed by an athletics check. All right. And I'm gonna, for this instance, I'm gonna use my shifting ability, which I know hasn't happened, hasn't been like four hours between the last use. So it, I'm aware of that. It has not been four hours, so. Right. What happens? No, I, I don't have anything. Anything happens right now, but after the shifting ends, I get one more fatigue. I'll have to wait four hours for it to get to go off. Yep. So I will guess that would be athletics with a plus two or I know they don't have any athletics because it's I already can climb without any issues. Right. Or I don't know how, how would that play out? Yeah. So go ahead and shift and you get a plus two. On the athletics roll. Athletics, okay. Check that. And that is... I didn't need it, but anyway, that's a 16. 16, yep, cool. And stealth, stealth. check. Oh. That is a 7. Okay. And at that point, let us take a break. For the evening. So Chuko's climbing on the back of the ship. He'll, he'll join us when he gets here. So back underneath the weapons deck. So Torlin, you're heading back to the officer's hall, starting to try and bust through the door. Yeah, since Truco's not here to help and I don't have a, a female dwarf beard, I'm just going to bust through. Yeah, because this, this is a locked door, yeah. right? Make an attempt at it. And so make a fighting roll as long as you hit a two. Then roll for damage. No, no raises on the damage. 
A nine is the uh, attack there, and uh, yeah. So just roll regular damage with uh, strength. I don't know. Are you using something to try and bust it down, or are you just? I don't know if a sword it? really helps with that, so I'll just do strength. I'll give you a plus two as you run into it. Okay. So. Oh no, that that was strength. You actually wanted to roll damage. Well, what's uh, so damage actually, is normally my strength, right? Right. Okay. So you slam into it, and you're trying to break it down. See, so Russ is holding uh, Pat down in the tunnel. There's all the fog down there. Dana, you hear Russ saying, what did you say again, Russ? Well, you heard her. You might as well. Hey, yes, this is a good time to surrender. Can you clear that fog away? Did you make it? Sendara made it. Do you really want it cleared? I need a hole. Just give me a hole. If... Miss Quinn. She can't make I can't make a hole. It's either got to go completely away or... What do I currently hear coming from below? It has gone quiet. Completely quiet? Uh, make a nose check. Rosy quiet? <laughs> Rosy quiet would be something else. That's the... Wow, okay. I'm bending the, that pair of threes. <laughs> I feel like it would behoove me to put alertness into my build at some point. I'm going to hold it five. You hear a, a little bit of mumbling or murmuring, but nothing you can make out. All right. I, I'm i going to yell down the whole... Do you, Mr. do you want me to clear away the fog? Hold for now. Mr. Lagra is dead. My name is Daniel Lazani, and I'm taking command of this ship. Come out one by one. And you will be spared if you surrender. It's always right to give him a chance. True. We'll let you know. What'd you say? We'll let you know? Or no, I said just wanted to let you know. Making sure we're all on the same page. Come. Come out from where? Where, can't get, where does this fog end? That was uh, Aretta. That was Aretta. Where's the fog end? Do, is there a rope in the cargo hold near me, like a coil of rope or something? It's easy enough. To, it's easy enough to just jump down. No, I'm, I'm not to. going down there. I'm just. I just want to top, top there. Throw something so, down so, the hole that they can see where to come. They can't see anything because they're in fog. All right. That, yeah. I'm gonna have Sandara drop it. Miss Quinn. Had it. Take down. Take down that fog. Okay, she drops the fog. And I I tell all the others to gesture to everyone else, all the other SWATs here to come make a circle around the the hole with their weapons out. And I stand at, at the head of it, wearing Mr. Lagra's hat. So you see Slippery Silk come out. Drop your weapon. They, they come out. You, you hear the clank of weapons and you see them come out. And they come out unarmed. And I'm, Moira. I point Unau, Cog, Concabar. Get them into that. Get them into the corner and keep them there. Ship has a brig? What was that? Does the, does the it, ship have a brig? It does. You guys don't have the keys for it. No, we don't have keys for the moment. So right now I'm just keeping everyone corralled. And I, and I point at Russ and say... Russ, so, if anyone. Do you mean a corner so, down, down in the cargo hole when you say corner? If people are coming up, then yes, because I want a head count. 
They're down in the cargo hold. You see three of them come out. Yep. So you you direct them. They're not going to come up clearly at this yeah, point. No, unless I'm, you tell them what to do. Yep, I'm directing them. I'm directing Conkabar, Cog, and Unau to to herd them into a corner. And I'm doing a head count for everyone who's coming up. Only three come up. Phil, Aretta, and Moira. Yeah. So we're down a, a salty and a scourge. Salty's dead. We're down scourge and yeah. That would be it. Scourge. Every, everyone else is accounted for at this point. Everyone else meaning who? The other officers. So we're just missing scourge right now? Yep. Scourge, there's nowhere to run. Give me another roll for damage there, Torlin. This is easy enough. We round them up. We make an example of them. We still owe Truco anyways. The damage strength. It's a three. I will... No, that's, that's all right. I'm just going to say it takes you a little bit, but you finally bash the door down as Dana's calling all this stuff out. All right. Doors and corners. I'm real careful looking in. Doors and corners, kid. Um, so yeah, in this in this room, it, it's, a, it's a small room. There's a couple hammocks that are unused. There's a table. There's a couple tables in here. A bunch of crates and various things. Uh, some extra arms in here, as in weapons, whatnot. Looking through here, you do find a crate with all your stuff in it. Ah, at last, my harp. How I missed ye. All right, I will get all that stuff back in my inventory. And yeah, and I'll go back out and... and <sighs> so what's the plan with Scourge? Druko had his ideas. If he doesn't have the stomach for it, I do. Uh, who are you? Where are you and who are you saying this to? Uh, to you. I yell back down the, the hold. Last chance. Send me down. I'll take care of him. I'm gonna wait. 10 seconds for a reply. Don't get any wait, response. Wait 30 seconds. Small chance he's got that. He's got a, a potion of invisibility just like I got. That's a fair that's a fair chance. Keep watching those keep watching those hatches. Except the one down below is open, which means if he does have that, he's coming from anywhere. It comes to you, Dana. Send me down. And he raises his heart. I know what to do to bring him out. Um, yeah, you don't ever get you don't ever get any response from him. And it's been thirty seconds or more. Yeah. What are you thinking, Uncle? I will cast a spell with my harp, and he will come out. Which one? Tell me what you're doing. I don't think you'll have any problem with it, <laughs> Torlin. That's ominous. I, like I told the others, I'm taking command of the ship. I need you to tell me what you're planning. I'm going to curse him. And he, like all of the sailors, is a superstitious lot. He'll come out when he hears what I have to say. Who's left up here on deck not currently guarding? I sent Kaguna Konkabar to guard people. Rosie, go with them. You had Rosie, Conic Bar, and Crimson Cog guarding the three. 
Uh, no, it was Unal Cog and Conic Bar. Oh, okay. Yeah. Rosie, go with Torlin. You betcha. I got one. I'd like to see that son of a bastard die. And uh, can I, like, voluntarily drop my concentration? Again, I don't understand what's happening with this, but I don't want to have it right now. Your spells are gone, done at okay, this point. Okay, good. Good. Because the, the effect of duration of the spell is 30 seconds before you need to be expending more power to increase it for another 30 seconds. All right, that's fine. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to say, Troll and Rosie, give me your hands and cast it again on both of them with the, the modifier for additional recipient for three points. Okay. Don't concern yourself with me. I can see you're growing tired. I'm fine. Rosie, go go with him. Keep him safe. So Torlin's uh, goal here is to just... I don't think he needs vision of the target here, just based on the usual trappings of uh, Torlin and his, his harp here. But he does want to make sure that uh, Scourge can hear him. So he'll... Is the door is back here, right? So you're down in, down in the hold? Yeah. What do you? Yeah, I'll, I mean the officer's door is down that way. I'll whisper to Rosie. Get to the side of the officer's door just in case he scourge tries anything. He's a devious scalawag. Uh, and, yeah. and Torlin will get ready with his harp to to begin playing. Okay. And he will do so. And so he begins to strum, and it is this discordant harmony of, well, that's a contradiction, a discordant <laughs> uh, cacophony of, of sounds mixing together. Scourge, listen! Hark! Scourge! Hark, devourer! Hark! See ye this bill swaggler sputtering salt foam for speech and rise from the depths full foul in your fury! Curse this malign mariner if he does not come out and surrender. Curse him forevermore. So long as he is Vondasee, the Brine King will burst his gullet. And I will use the Arcane Spike adventure card here. Oh, yes. And I will cast Curse. Because I'm looking at your powers, I'm going, how the hell are you cursing him? You don't have that. adventure card where your speechifying is. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Did you throw it into the discard pile? Uh, Yeah. So for the listeners, that lets me use any edge or any power from my arcane background, which is the bardic background. Arcane spike. Character with arcane background may cast any power available in their setting, regardless of rank, one time only. Yeah. Give that man a Benny. There we go. I get, yeah, I already gave, I gave him Benny for that already. So curse. So it's not an automatic cast. It's not an automatic casting. You still need to make an arcane roll for it. Yes. Which is going to I, be... I was sitting there flavoring. I, I was sitting there thinking, is this your flavoring for lower, lower trait? And you're just going to lower uh, one of his <laughs> traits somehow? That's how you're cursing him? No, per- performance here. <laughs> What do we got? That's a six. What happens on a raise? Does it do anything? I don't think there's any benefit for a raise, so that's um, a six. Yeah, no, curse is an opposed roll. Oh, it's an opposed roll. Yeah, it's an opposed roll. 
I will give it a Benny just to be sure. Okay, oh, that's okay. a that's, that's a nine. There we go. Don't you love to see it? You love to see it. Unless you're the GM who's out of Benny's, in which case you go at screw you guys. I am going to make this a blind roll at the moment, since you don't you don't even know where Scourge is. Fair enough. So this may mean that he's not even Oh, actually Scourge might have wild card bennies of his own though. Man, I really like this. So I'm gonna do this. I actually just noticed the range on curse is touch. Oh no. I just really like the flavor that you do, so I'm going to allow it, but I'm going to inflict the minus two penalty on that, so it's a seven instead of a nine. Okay. So still let you do it, because that was that was pretty cool. And he may not even be in range, so I'm just rolling anyways, so you're not even going to know if you're affecting him or not. Quit teasing us and roll the die. <laughs> you have an action that I'd like to, to take at some point during this process, but I want to let I want to let this play out. Yeah, same. Okay. I'm in the same boat, but I'm... Sure. So Torlin's doing that. What are you up to, Russ? I want Russ to go down into the cargo hold where the, the officers are corralled, and I want to ping for detect magic items. Specifically on those three, really hone the senses. But I want to get close enough to where that should I kinda, overlap. I assume from this stuff they were brought up. Brought up. Yeah. yeah. Be thrown in a corner. You can, like, focus on all of them for the moment, and you don't... You don't pick up any magic on uh, Syl, Moira, or... All right. I don't really know a, a good way to let the others know they're clean of magic items, but Russ isn't exactly graceful either, so... How... <laughs> how big a... How big a range can you can you see on, on that, Russ? Uh, about 30 feet. So... Can you go... I want you to go down and go down after Torlin and so see if it will you're you're de- you have to see the items to detect magic it's not a thing okay. that you just sit there oh, and right. just it's not a ra- okay focus it's not anywhere a to tell that there's magic he needs to right. he needs to like focus on objects that he can see and then all right. he gets a read on them sure okay so all right that's a good detect start arcana is a bit different but this that basic detect magic that anybody with an arcane background does and i i come over toward the to where our swabs are, are holding Scourge's lackeys at bay and look directly at Moira and say, where on the ship does someone go when they're trying to hide? I, I don't know. Dude, I don't believe you. Well, I mean, the, the captain's quarters, the galley, the map room, I, the cargo Where hold. did you last see Scourge? He was with us when the cloud hit, and that's the last I saw of him. And you're telling me that you have no idea how someone would squirrel their way out of that, out of those quarters, out of the hold. You think I know him? I mean, I think and, you know the ship. I, I mean, a, a little bit. There's not. I don't know where he went. I'm, I don't, I'm not asking you to guess what he would do. I'm telling you to tell me where someone on this ship could go. I just told you. <laughs> There, all right, all right. Un- there's Unav- no smugglers' holds on this ship. What you see is what you get, so where they're hiding is wherever they... It's not Unav- like you've actively Unav- looked at the ship, so he's wherever you, he's wherever we're not. Who now is she telling the truth? He, he looks 
confusing as she. Yes, she looks genuine. No, is she telling the truth about this ship? There's no, there's no smugglers' holds or anything on the ship. And there's no other places or access no- that we haven't covered. Bilges. No one's been there's down. No there. secret apartments or anything. No. No one's been down to the bilges. No. He has, access, he, has, he has access to the bilges from the officers' quarters, so he could have gotten down there from there. And where can he get back up from the bilges? There are three entrances to the bilges. Officers' quarters and two more towards the bow. Are, uh, are the correct me if I'm wrong on that, DM. Yeah. No, that's correct. The ones from the bow are here in the cargo hold? In the- yeah, there, there's two. There's two accesses down. Essentially, the ladders that go down to the second deck are go all the way down. They they fully connect all the decks from the forecastle room to weapons deck to the cargo hold to the bilges. I call down uh, Torlin. I need you back up here. Russ, come with me. We're going to the bilge. Aye. aye. But we're not going until Torlin and Rosie get back upstairs. I done it. Yeah. Come along, Rosie. Yeah, so they go upstairs. I guess Torlin, we're going down to the bilges. Torlin, lock things down. Russ and I are going down to the bilge to find Scourge. <clears throat> what about Torlin's original desire? I just got an order from the captain. Okay. How, <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know what you need or want in regards to waiting for Curse to activate, either in or out of character, so unless you uh, no, I wasn't asking about, about Curse. Oh, okay. And I also, then I also turn and say, uh, okay, so Troll and Rosie are here watching. I just turn to Dally. I... See, nothing to worry about. Just good old-fashioned hailing of the devourer. What's Tamroth Scrimshaw been doing this whole time? Is she still just lying in her hammock? No, she's about, she's, she hasn't gotten any weapons. She hasn't done anything. I mean, she's, she's hanging around with the rest of you. I I walk right up to her and say, it's time to make your choice. I told you there was no more time to stand in the middle. There's no choice to make. You've you've slain the captain, you've become the captain. Good, come with us. Her, her eyes go big a little bit. Do you I have can, a problem? I can go armed, correct? Or are you planning you on using me for cannon fodder? You could come armed. You will be killed if you draw on either Russell or I. If I didn't do that earlier, I wouldn't do it now. Good. I know that you I know that you did Torl in a favor, and I haven't forgotten it, but I cannot abide someone whose loyalties are a little too flexible. Are we clear? Yes. Yes, Captain. Good. Get your sword and come with me. Sure. Okay. So Tilly, Dana, and Russ are going down to the villages. Tamroth, Dana, and Russ. Oh, that, that's right. Tilly was taking out. It's Tamroth that's left. Tilly's, Tilly's. Yeah, I always get them mixed up. Well, now that Tilly's gone, I can. I'm sure I'll get now it right. You just have, now you just have the one T name to remember. She's so. Tilly's, Tilly's Scrimshaw now. <laughs> <laughs> but that way you're never wrong. There you go. Um, yeah, I am. I am leading the the way down into the the closest entrance to the bilge. Okay, what are you doing for light? Because it's 
Were there any torches on or lanterns on the wall of the weapons hold? There, there's torches. There's lanterns throughout the ship. Yeah, you can yeah, light lanterns. I'm just asking because you're human. You lack vision, and yeah, it's no, in the middle of the night. I'm, you're going to a dark place of the ship. I'm absolutely. Well, first I'll ask Russ. Do we need extra light? What can you do? I'm not that kind of mage. All right. We we need a lantern. All right. Get a lantern. Oh, aye. aye. Dana's token. Oh, right there. What's Dana's what? I asked where her token was. Uh, I don't know where my... I just have a black screen right now. I got that weird zoom out and I have no idea where I am. There I am. Yep, we're... Yep. And I and Tamroth is a full-blooded orc or a half-orc. Forget. But she either says way, either orc. way, she'd she'd have some low-light vision. That I, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You can take yourself down the stairs there, Russ, if you want to. Pull my token down the stairs. Hey, I pulled my token down the stairs. Am I on the right map? Yes, you are. Where'd Russ go? I'm going down the decks. I should now be in the bilge. I think. <laughs> Okay. Sure. Give me, uh, give me notice rolls. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. It's a four. I'm gonna Benny that. I want better. I want that raise. That's a five. That's not much better. I'm gonna spend one more Benny at it. That's even worse. That wow. That just got progressively worse. I'm gonna stick with the five. Can. Can ta- I roll a notice for Tamaroth? Can I command her token? Uh, I'll, roll a no- I'll roll a notice for her since All right. she wasn't actually part of your crew yet, so I didn't get set yep. of permissions. Nope. Sure, so I'm going to hold with my five. I got a three. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it. There's no real debris down here. There's some There's some water down on the floor in the build. It's not super deep at the moment. Are y'all, you, don't, you don't see anybody or anything down there. Are you... Uh, Walking down through the whole bilges. Yeah, we'll head down to the the stern. Yeah, and uh, as we start walking forward, just gonna yell out again. Scourge, it's over. I found you first. Surrender to me, and well, surrender to me, and I might have to break my promise to Truco to let him have you. You do not see anything nor hear anything. Say, Russ. Why don't you shake up the water a little bit? That that thing you do, that you did in the hold before. Pull out full, and the water's not that deep. Oh no, that that's fine. I just want to try to rattle things around and see if a person happens to uh, this. This is our this is our radar. Sure, uh, I'm gonna blind thunder wave out in a direction. Okay. I'm also going to selective because I don't want to do whole damage to the bottom of the fucking ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's good. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> so can you control that template? I can, but it looks good from where yeah. I'm standing. Go, go that's to how you shoot it? Go to what? the edge of the... Get as close as you can. Uh, do you mean towards the, the bow? Like up here? Uh, no, I mean towards the direction you're shooting out and go to the edge of where the lantern covers is what Dana would be telling you because we can see what's in the lantern. So, yeah. Russ, Russ has got a lantern at this point. Alright, yeah. Looks like that looks 
like a good enough photo to me. So I guess I'll go ahead and roll it. Explore casting roll first. Uh, yep, that's a crit fail. Roll on the dynamic backlash, backlash yeah. table. Okay. Which is under the rules table. First trip to the dynamic backlash table for this campaign. Core. No, it's under the suede core table. Well familiar with that. Short circuit. Power fails, but the power points allocated to it are spent along with an additional three power points. So that's a six power point spell for nothing. Yeah, so I don't know, unless you unless you have an idea. What does this look like? I guess Russ Russ says the, the power word foe and goes out and, and points it, but some sparks kick up from the water around him, catch him on the on the wrist and the the wand just goes flying out of his hand and maybe like <laughs> sticks into the the side of the hole and just flicks back and forth just totally flies out of his hand okay yeah and there was uh like your disconnection from the wand too somehow actually drain sapped more of your energy than you expected in that what happened were you countered no 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 it uh, just failed to it's been a while since you've used oh yeah it's i'm still trying to figure out how exactly these wands work there's a there's an interest intricacy to them they're not yeah these, these uh, are not canneth wands yes <laughs> i i know the feeling okay every let's let's make a line basically i want us to to convey Did you that we're all gonna, PowerPoints? i'm working on it now i'm done i want to convey that we're all gonna line up three in a row from wall to wall and keep sweeping forward. And I'm just going to keep talking. Give me, give me another notice check. Yep. All of us. Sure. For a whole search of the villages. Yeah. That's a three for Dana and I'm going to Benny it. That's a two I'm holding, but I'm going to spend one Benny for five power points, please. I tried to Benny. Where'd it go? It's a Tamaroth four on the notice. Four. I'm gonna hold it. Okay, so you. And I want Tamaroth to be walking, walk, kind of walking forward here, all with us three in a line. And I'm just gonna keep talking. Scourge so, most knows you don't deserve it, but you can you can keep your life. So, so you um, yeah. So you make the end of the bilges and see no sign of scourge, no indication of scourge by the time you reach the end of the villages. Torland, give me a notice check. Aha. Oh, Torland rolls a notice and it's three and I'll Benny it. And it's a three, I'm gonna keep it and get stabbed in the back. So what are you What are you doing up on the weapons deck there, buddy? I'm following orders, holding it down, I believe. Locking yeah, it down were the orders. I, I, I was wondering if there was any particular Torlin interpretation of what holding it down means. <laughs> Stay at hip with it. <laughs> okay. There's a bunch of other sailors here, so we're all shooting the shit about recent events, I suppose. Can I spend a Benny to, to rewind something real quick that Dana would have told a crew member to do before going down? What is it? I would like to tell... I'd actually like to have 
Unao and Sundara switch places and tell Unao to go take the wheel. Okay. I'll give you my last penny. There. Well, in that case, while you're up there, Torlin, you start hearing the bell chime in, in yeah. the pattern that signifies storm. I figured that would come around. All right. Well, presumably and, Ellie's going to hear uh, that. I would Dana. say, I would say, as, as you kind of get, Torlin will tell the others to to go to their stations, and he'll keep an eye out down here. Does that include the guards of the three? The guards of the three, which are Slippery Sill, are they bound at this point? They they weren't. They were just put in the corner, and three three people were told to watch them. Did Torla know about the storm or have a good idea of it coming beforehand? I'll spend a Benny to say that he he put him put him in bindings. Uh, I would say since I remember, if I remember correctly, you rolled a 21, 24 notice check to stay awake. You would have, mm-hmm. you know, and and with what was Truco's going on, yeah, you kind of you kind of noticed it. You were already. You'd already thought about going up deck anyways until Dana told you to hold the fort. Yeah. So in that case, Torlin has been thinking that the storm's going to hit at some point and they're going to need some free hands. So we've got the four of us. This is a tough decision. You could just tie so, people up. <laughs> yeah, but we might need so them. Just, so uh, three with everything advance. actually going on, if things stay as they are with the current watch... The only free hands you have are Albert, Rosie, and Fishcuts. Okay. And Unao. Torlin has been sailing long enough that perhaps he could make a judgment on the severity of the storm and whether he's going to need those extra hands. Yeah, you definitely, you definitely think you would need them. Okay. You three, do you all want to live through this? We're going to need you at your stations. Just for clarity real quick, by this, do you mean the mutiny or the storm? The storm. Because everybody's been below decks. Nobody knows the storm bell, the, the bell's in. The bell's ringing, right? right. Okay. He, this after the bell's ringing, he's saying this. So say that again, then. You three, you all want to live through this? We're going to need extra hands up there on the rigging and on the deck. Give me a persuasion check. Plus. God. Plus, One plus two at this point. All right. I, I ate the crit fill for the night. Don't do it. <laughs> you know that I have the devourer's ear. If he comes for us, I'll make sure that you're the last to go. <laughs> Assuming you perform well. If otherwise... Okay, persuasion, plus two. Yeah. Give you a, I'm giving you a Benny for that. It's a five. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> crit fail, let's go. Ha ha ha! Caught it. <laughs> um. Oh man, that's it. I'm I'm done. I'm 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 dead. I'm Darlin's had it coming for a long time. Goes around, comes around. So slippery sill just kind of looks at you and goes, you "Plan a mutiny without taking this stuff into account? You're on your own. You figure it out." Come with me, slippery. Torlin takes out his blade and, and puts him at uh, Slippery's back. Okay. Sounds like an intimidation roll. Sounds like an order at this point. It's, but... a, it's an order. You can either serve on the ship or you can serve the ship off the ship. She just she just kind of stands there and goes, you don't, you don't have the guts. And so 
Well, Torlinate does have the guts, but I'm not sure exactly. He, he doesn't want to maim her to prevent her from working. You you took the ruthless hindrance, didn't you? Uh, yeah. And she is getting in your way for what you want directly opposing you. Okay, well, Torlin's going to give her give her a poke through the shoulder. I don't know. That's uh, the best I can think of. She and she kind of throws herself onto the ground and she goes, "You guys got yourself into this mess. You figure it out." Okay, she's dodging. She's responding to a crit fail. (laughs) Right. This is extending to the the sword stab at this point? Yeah. Okay, so Torla, it's going to be a Betty Hill kind of thing if Torlin keeps trying to stab her. Yeah, but basically I can tell you... (laughs) Fill the checks, I get it. (laughs) None of your coercion is going to work. Okay. Well, this really wasn't... Me trying to coerce her into coming off the ship. This was, I have leverage over her at this point, and I am going to throw her off the ship to the devourer. She kind of, she kind of thought that, and that's why she's just going down on the ground. She's just. Hi, Felicia. <laughs> Although, is is your ruthless hindrance minor or major? It's a minor hindrance. So you don't have to throw her overboard, mm. but. You could. <laughs> I don't know if I can. That's what that's what I would have Torlin do if 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 that's even possible right now with the crit fail. But I don't get the sense that it is. I mean, the wording for for ruthless as minor is that you stop short of true harm to anyone except those who directly oppose you. So make of that what you will. Can I holster the sword in my belt and try and drag her up? The main deck also has enough has enough time passed that so one would of the windows of, of this is the weapon deck there's windows dwarves are not going to make it through the port windows okay also fair has enough. enough time passed Just, with this negotiation for the bilge crew to start coming back yes. up straight up dwarves are not making it through portholes somebody <laughs> saved me from the scene that, that's why i'm <laughs> asking if if um, enough time so, has passed yeah, down, down in the bilges, you hadn't quite made it to the end of the bilges. Get kind of getting close when you when you hear the bell ringing, that signals storm. Back topside. Hi, right, Captain. Up we go. So I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna lead the way out of the bilge and come back up into the weapons so, deck and presumably see Torlin starting to drag, still kicking and screaming like a toddler or whatever. Yeah, cut. What's going on? We've got a crew that's refu- refusing to follow orders. We're not part of your crew. If you didn't plan this out, it's on you. Nobody plans to have a storm. You've already admitted that you don't want to live. So I'm just hastening the process here. Save the rest of us in the meantime. I look. I just look at, at Moira and Aretta and say, do you want to live? I don't believe at this point that there's any sort of guarantees that you'll even keep us alive. So if you didn't, you didn't seem to plan this out well, this is on your head to solve. I told you when I ordered you to surrender that if you surrendered to me, you would keep your lives. It remains to be seen. It doesn't seem that way. As she, as Moira waves over to Torlin. Torlin drops uh, Sil. What are your orders, Dana? 
I'm completely ignoring Syl at this point and just focusing on Moira and Aretta. So go ahead and make me a persuasion check then. Minus uh, minus two. Oof. Probably, probably going to be a good thing I've got at least one reroll on this one. Where is my dice tray? Minus two. All right. That's a double ace. A triple ace. A quadruple ace. The captain is angry. That's a 21. Not angry. If you were angry, that would have been an intimidation check. Not angry, but uh, the captain is determined, let's say. So yeah, as you're talking a little bit more, so, yeah, you, you ignore Slippery Sills. Slippery Sills, the lost cause. Moira and Aretta begrudgingly agree to man their stations and to help out. Good. Torlin, before, before you come back up, chain her down in, in whatever this ship has for a brig. Be my pleasure. Actually, no. Delay that. Chain her up on deck so we can keep an eye. And Good if she idea. doesn't like getting tossed around by the storm, chained up, she can help if she so chooses. So, this moment it'd be roped up and bound. Sounds a good deal more generous than Scourge would have gotten you. Let's go. All hands to stations. So Slippery still doesn't make things easier, so you're a bit late getting up on the on the deck topside there, Torlin. You all come up, and the wind's already starting to whip the sails of the ship. Rain is starting to pelt, pelt down already. And, you know, I'll throw Dana upstairs. And you give me, y'all can give me common knowledge checks. Where did Ooh. my token go? I do not like this. That's a three for uh, Torlin. C for your character sheet. Double ace. No, it's... I don't know where my token went. No, there it is. Thank you. That's a triple ace. Uh, that's I a think, common... Right? Do you want common knowledge or boating? I was thinking com- common knowledge. Double ace and a four. All right. Uh, Ruskell got a 16, and I think I'm going to hold on to that. <laughs> you sure? I could Benny it. I mean, I have the Bennies. But we have this history right now. <laughs> I'm not, mine's sheet's not rolling, so I'm going to refresh my browser real quick here and then give me that roll. Yeah, no, I couldn't uh, type in chat. I think something just. Something broke there. Yeah, Scientific okay. progress went boink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't. It go boink. I can't move some tokens. I, that's not refreshing. Well. It doesn't. I'm refreshing this. With the 16, I don't think it matters because I'm sure what Russ figures out will be communicated. Russ, it is a bad storm coming in, and it's going to hit you guys very quickly. You guys are already on the outskirts of it. This is going to be a trying and difficult night. I'm back in. Yeah. Russ is going to communicate that in the best way he knows how. He's got some flowery language, I'm sure. It's going to be a wild one. I'm just going to... Yeah. I'm going to be tasting clouds tonight. I'll get up on the quarter deck and just call out at the top of my lungs. All right. You all know what to do. You've weathered storms before. Those of you who are on the Storm Reaver, well, you've seen just how well we all can weather these storms together. Do your jobs. Do what you know. Follow your orders. And we'll all make it to port. I'll get you to port. Cell ah. is... So we'll just say for expediency, just so 
I remember. Sandara does take some moments and finds out that Serena actually pulls, if you guys can ride out the storm, she'll pull through. She's not dead. She's just uh, badly hurt, unconscious. Oh. Oh, She was just pining for the fjords. Ajar is similar condition. Ajar was also pining for the fjords. What does that mean? Uh, It's a Monty Python sketch from the, the dead parrot sketch. He's not dead. He's just pining for the fjords. Gotcha. Give you a Benny for that. Uh, I'll leave it to you afterwards. No, that's for the Uh speech. That's not for the joke. (laughs) And amazingly, Mr. Lagra is still breathing, but she is definitely unconscious. Who is? Okay, I got Serena. There was a second one that was... Ajar? Okay, yeah. Ajar and Alira. No, Alira didn't make it. Salty didn't make it. Manheim didn't make it. Oh, uh, neither did Tilly. I'd assume that Sindar would relay this oh. information to the captain. Yeah. How how bad is Lagra? What are the extent oh, yeah. what are the extent of her injuries? Pretty severe. I don't I don't know if she Oh Sandara. Very very severe near Yes, Torlin. Pretty severe. She may be unconscious for some time. There may be some permanent damage if her wounds are not attended to. Well, that's a shame because your job is to deal with this storm. Are you just leaving Mr. Lagra where she lays? Oh, no, no. She might be unconscious and almost a corpse, but she, she is also getting tied to a mast where someone can keep an eye. Okay. Same um, mass as same as slippery sill. Torlin, if the sill's tied up, Torlin will come and talk to Dana. Says, which which mass in particular did Torlin tie sill up to? Right in the center. Uh, okay. Here on the center deck. What's the center deck Mr. called? Up to the same one. Main mast. Main mast. Main mast at the quarter deck. Yeah. So what what does Torlin come up to say? Lagaro is our enemy here, and <laughs> you know with the Devourer, if we offer him a sacrifice, he might look elsewhere. There's nothing better to use Lagra for. We could use her for that. Orlin, you know that I can't do that, but... You could command me to do it. I... <laughs> Torlin... Keep your hands clean. We've always survived because you have followed your instincts to take care of me. And you know that I cannot do what you are asking me. And I know that I can't ask you to do anything less than protect me. I... You're right. We, we I suppose can... it that would be less than protecting you. She's... She's in a bad way. She might not survive the storm unattended. And even if she does, well, then I guess she's our prisoner. Well, that that's what I'm going to do. I can't tell you to do anything less than what your own conscience dictates. I'll, I'll tell the crew, but I, I can't tell you to do it to break your vow. 
I'm really like confused about this in character and out of character. What what is what is being conveyed here? Dana is conveying that you know that she has her code of honor that prevents her from killing a defenseless prisoner, right. no matter how terrible they are. Dana is telling you that she knows you have the vow you swore to protect her. So if you believe that you need to kill Lagra in order to protect her, that is not something she can, under her code, in good conscience, ask you not to do. Huh. Well, uh, yeah, I guess it uh, makes sense to Torlin. You'll take Lagra and throw her overboard. Right away, or wait a minute while I'm doing something else, or... Uh, because at this point, Dana is going to go relieve Sundara of the wheel, take the captain's place at the helm, and we're, we're doing this storm. Dorlin just says very well and starts to, he was probably in the process of binding up Lagra and starts to undo that process. So I, I don't think that Dana would not know what he's doing. Would you do it discreetly? I think that's what's... What's yeah. being asked? No, I understand. Do with discretion. There's, there's no discretion here. No. Okay. Yeah. So, with that, we will actually end the session here tonight. As the brains start coming up very heavily, and the winds start whipping the ship about, as you are fairly undermanned, and we will end the evening there. And we'll start with a roll call, saying that Ernesto, Ernesto Truco had to depart at the break so he'll be back next week everyone else i'm michael with torlin i'm dana i i don't know my name tonight with ellie. i'm i'm ellie as captain dana irlazani I'm, I'm kevin as rascal and i'm philip your dungeon master thank you for listening to us sticking with us as uh successful mutiny has been concluded with yet another threat on the horizon, quite literally. And we will see you all next week. Thank you. Azadi. <laughs> Azadi. <laughs>